Baltimoreans is a member of the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Find, find more podcasts like this at BaltimoreSportsReport.com. You are listening to Baltimoreans, the home of the all-weather fan. My name is Sam Dingman. This is Alan Smith. Let's get stupid. Baltimoreans. Hello, Baltimoreans. How are y'all doing? We are teasing you today because... <laughs> Have you seen the posters for the new movie uh called a million ways to die in the west i have and have have you seen the neil patrick harris version of the poster where he's twirling his his mustache evilly and and he's called the lady tickler i have seen that we will serve as the lady tickler to your baseball (laughs) podcast ears Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 95 of Baltimoreans, which, like Oriole outfielder David Lowe, is small in stature and may seem on the surface to serve no discernible purpose. <laughs> if you look closely, however, you'll realize that it fits into the long-term strategy. We have got a fantastic show on tap for you, ladies and gentlemen. In just a few minutes, we're going to make a very special announcement. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. That's pretty dramatic, right? If you're listening to this before Friday, May 23rd, 2014, do not make any plans for Friday, May 23rd, 2014. Keep it open. That's all I can say for now. Frankly, my mind is abuzz with excitement, so much so that I fear I shall lose my customary lucid and practical nature. At times like this, I find myself turning to a man whose grace under fire and steady hand I've learned to trust in times of turmoil. William Nathaniel Showalter. However, on such occasions, he returns my calls with an infrequency that is frankly offensive. And as such, I'm forced to go with my second choice, Alan Smith, who is here to position the auspicious promise of episode 95 in its appropriate cultural context. Now, as many of you know, the number 95 is steeped in deep revolutionary tradition. After all, Martin Luther nailed 95 theses to the door of a church, which strikes me as a reasonable way to express an opinion on an issue. The results of his theological stratagem were a religious schism, the Protestant Reformation, and the end of payments as a method of gaining forgiveness for sins, which, frankly, made Luther a little bit overconfident. I say overconfident because, like anyone with an early viral success, Luther thought he'd cracked the code and started pumping out other religious and cultural critiques using his tried and apparently true methodology. The lesser-known works of Martin Luther, which you may not have heard of, include 95 Theses on the Best Way to Milk a Cow, 95 Diets to Try Other Than Gruel, 95 Theses on Things That Priests Think About to Avoid Getting a Boner in Church, 95 Penitentiary Fasts That Will Have You Ready for Summer Shorts, 95 Things Only Children of the 1490s Would Understand, 95 theses on what happened to Britney Spears, 95 theses on portraits captured at just the right moment, 95 theses on how to improve baseball, 95 theses on cat pictures that will change your entire life, 95 theses on how to tell if she's the one, and by the one I mean a witch, and of course 95 theses on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. While many of these lists are important must-read documents, none of them lead to quite the same dramatic upheaval as Luther's original 95 theses. That is, until much later, when a particular devotee of the Protestant Reformation rediscovered his 95 theses on how to improve baseball. 
Some of the highlights, which hadn't made a lot of sense in the 1520s, suddenly seemed amazingly prescient given the situation. Things like, outs being sacred, the manager has not the right to give them over, in bunting or in any other way, unless there is no other choice or they really needed one run. Or, watching the pitcher hit is not a joy for God nor man. Or, the true treasure of the left-handed slugger shalt be the bunt unto third base into the shift. And finally, the road to heaven lies in the artful flash of leather, but the fans pay to watch the long ball. After nailing a recopied version of these 95 theses to the door of the Commissioner of Baseball's office, the subsequent dramatic upheaval resulted in the American League splitting from the National League. It wasn't until much later that a closer reading of Luther's work on baseball cross-referenced with his original theses, especially the bit where he writes, why does the Pope, whose wealth today is greater than the wealth of the richest Crassus, build the Basilica of St. Peter with the money of poor believers rather than with his own money, brought us the designated hitter. Of course, like any of these lists, there are a few duds that don't totally make sense. He missed, for example, on Thesis 54, which reads, When our Lord and Master Bud Selig said, Repent, he called for the entire life of believers to be one of repentance for PEDs. Or Thesis 81, which reads, any true fan whatsoever, living or dead, participates in all the benefits of baseball as the church, and this participation is granted to him by Manny Ramirez without letters of indulgence. I'm not ready, Baltimoreans, to put Manny in that world, no matter how quirky he is. Still, here on episode 95, we're going to embrace the nature of the revolution. We're going to embrace the new, the as yet untested, the exploratory. How, you ask? Well, Sam, why don't you tell Baltimoreans how episode 95 presages a revolution? Ladies and gentlemen, morons of all sizes. On this Friday, May 23rd, 2014, for the game between the Orioles and the Cleveland Indians, we are going to be providing you with a radio alternative to the WBAL feed of the game and the Masson Sports feed of the game. We are going to call the game live right here on the imaginary radio. <laughs> We're going to post a link at our website, bemorons.com, where you will be able to listen live to us calling the game as though we were the radio broadcasters rather than Joe Angel and Jim Hunter. Now, we're not going to try to do it with, you know, uh, assuming you're watching along on the TV. So you can watch TV. You can also have another radio stream on, whatever you want. But we're going to try to paint you a full picture um, and take you through the entire game that we're seeing as if we were live at the stadium. That's right. This isn't going to be uh, just a, a sort of like live listen along to the game podcast. Uh, although that's fine if it's what, if that's what you want to use it for. Um, we're, what we're going to try to do, though, is function as though we were your only source of information for what's happening in the game. With a little bit more idiocy than you've come to expect from... <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. Joe Angel's kind of an idiot. <laughs> we promise there will be less awkward homophobic jokes. But there but will be more there... awkward puns. <laughs> Certainly true. Yes, and uh, just to say something that I often feel is missing from the Mass and Sports broadcast and the WBAL broadcast is a quality of interactivity. I know they have that thing where they're like, if you want, you can post an Instagram and put this hashtag and maybe we'll show it. Also, they um, will allow you to text the player of the game as long as that 
player is an Oriole. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what we would love to do uh, is to keep a conversation and a dialogue going with all of you who are watching the game along with us on Twitter, on email, at bmorons on Twitter, baltimoreonspodcast at gmail.com. Send us emails, send us tweets as the game is going on. Uh, Let us know what you think about what's happening. We'll share those with you in real time as they come in, uh, and it'll feel, hopefully, a little bit more like a conversation between you and us around this game that we're all going to be sitting around watching anyway. So let's hang out. Please come hang out with us. It'll be fun. Uh, It's something that Sam and I have always wanted to try to do, so we can't promise it will be good, but we can promise it will be heartfelt. (laughs) (laughs) Which really is all that, uh, you know, I think is fair to to promise on any episode of Baltimore <laughs> or any fifth grade play. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. This will be the fifth grade play version of an <laughs> Orioles radio broadcast. So we hope that you will join us uh, and we hope that this will be as at least as amusing for you as it is for us. Yes. Uh, so please keep an eye on Twitter at be morons uh, and on our website, be morons.com. That's where we'll be posting all of the information uh, that will let you know how to, Tune in on Friday night for the game. Now, there is another facet to all of this that uh, we wanted to to chat with you about. What we're doing is probably not strictly legal. We we have not consulted with uh, <laughs> Chadwick, our lawyer. Well, Chadwick is uh, Chadwick's on vacation this week, but yes. but also uh, in the little bit of research I was able to turn over, I want to read you a couple of a uh, couple of key lines of text. Now, this is what happens at the end of every NFL game. Someone comes on and reads, This telecast is copyrighted by the NFL for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this telecast or of any pictures, descriptions, or accounts of the game without the NFL's consent is prohibited. Now, that's a pretty standard boilerplate. Um, That sounds like a lot of other sports uh, uh, rules and regulations, basically saying that um, you can't take the actual the telecast, the way that the NFL chose to present the game and use it in a way that is other than uh, the intended use. So, for example, if we wanted to take uh, a clip of Pat Summerall and John Madden describing a game between the Raiders and the Cardinals, look at me knowing football names. <laughs> those are way out of date, aren't they? Well, uh, th- th- those are both still teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, so if we wanted to take, for example, a clip of the audio of those guys describing a game and play it for you on Baltimoreans for some reason, by doing that, technically, we'd be breaking the law. Now, Major League Baseball, however, has a especially draconian um, legal opt-out, which says any rebroadcast, retransmission, or account of this game without the expressed written consent of Major League Baseball is prohibited. Now, I paused there on the key phrase, or account of this game, which suggests that, in fact, it's illegal for us to do any of the things that we do as fans. It's technically illegal for us to go to the water cooler the day after a game and talk about a Chris Davis home run, because that is using an account of the game. Granted, it is our own account, but it is reusing a, a express written, without express written permission of the Major League Baseball, um, it is reusing the, 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 the intellectual property that they claim. Now, the reason that you have gotten away with going to the water cooler and talking about Chris Davis home runs so many times is because you have made the brilliant decision to not record yourself doing so. <laughs> That's where we're going to buck the trend. <laughs> now, um, 
pre we we stand on the shoulders of giants. Um, a young man did write to the Major League Baseball uh, legal team and ask specifically for permission to describe a game to his friend, and um, MLB said no. Now, is, so, is that true? He th- This was a, something a blogger did, right? Yeah, he wrote an open letter to Major League Baseball asking for permission to uh, tell his friend sitting on the couch next to him wh- about a game that the friend was not able to watch. And so, and, and Major League Baseball wrote back and explicitly said no? They didn't write back. They just pocket vetoed it. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, so that's interesting to me because to me what that suggests is that Major League Baseball understands on some level that this is a silly policy. Right. And they wouldn't put out any express written consent because that would mean that they had to do it in every single case. Right. So what we're doing is arguably more vehement than just writing and saying, hey, can I can I verbally tell my friend about the game that I just watched? Because what we're going to be doing is actually asking people and we hope that you guys will do this. We're going to be asking people to not listen to the stream that the team has sanctioned and on which they've sold ad space and uh, on which they have approved certain talking points and encouraged the hosts to not say other things. Uh, We're actually asking you to, we're trying to pull you away from that and see if you want to spend time with us instead because we think that there's a decent chance that we might be a more uh, engaging presence for you with the way that you love the team than that stream is we'll see if you agree i, I also promise to do a certain number of ads in the uh, down space between innings <laughs> <laughs> they may not be officially sanctioned uh copy but <laughs> so here's here's a few things uh that i think would be really fun to have folks do if you guys are interested one uh between now and friday and we'll be uh sending out a bunch of tweets about this so please do follow us at be morons for more information um, but I think it would be really fun if uh, anybody wanted to call in at 909-RIB-WARS or email us, baltimoreonspodcast at gmail.com between now and then with predictions for things that are going to happen in the game on Friday. Hopefully with a specific inning or a specific at-bat in mind. And we'll read those between innings to see uh, if there's any chance that they could still come true. Uh, or if to see if you've been prescient or, uh, as we will likely be, wrong about everything. <laughs> Um, so I think that would be really great. Also, uh, as the game is going on, um, please feel free to share your analysis of what is taking place with us on Twitter. We'll be monitoring our feed as the game goes on. And, uh, if anything strikes our fancy, we will share it with everybody who is tuned in. And, and, and in the spirit of that sort of sharing, if you have a particular call, um, that you've always been wanting to get off your chest, a home run call, a particular um, strikeout call, or something that you feel needs to be voiced and heard in a live broadcast, send it over. We'll see if we can work up a little bit of a live drop-in and get a uh, get an audio drop of your call of a hopeful situation. Yes, and or if there are player nicknames you feel like uh, we haven't used enough or that uh, you didn't think of in time for our nickname episode that you'd like to suggest for the episode... Uh, this is going to be the Orioles radio broadcast, which uses silly player nicknames, uh, <laughs> unlike the WBAL one. <laughs> Probably until your ears bleed. <laughs> In um, fact, you may not know who we're talking about at various points. <laughs> uh, the starting pitcher, uh, when I refer to him on the broadcast, Beans is in fact Bud Norris. <laughs> Uh, I want to point out one more thing that we um, 
are also part of an ongoing effort here because the FTC has been asked by many different groups to stop sports leagues from making such overly broad and frankly legally misleading claims, but the FTC has, as of yet, not done anything. Uh, I think especially given recent podcast shenanigans where Major League Baseball and iTunes colluded to remove a series of podcasts from the airwaves based on some pretty flimsy evidence of them pretending to be official podcasts, that this is something that I think in some ways shapes and forms will be one of the interesting new ways in which the regulation of the internet comes to a head. So, Sam. Yes, sir. What do you call Henry Arudia? When he's sitting at home listening to the Baltimoreans call a baseball game on a Friday night. Henry, nothing better to do, Rudia. Talk to y'all Friday. Goodbye, home run! is a member of the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Find, find more podcasts like this at BaltimoreSportsReport.com. <laughs>